Welcome to the 25th edition of the Guna Podcast, sponsored by Gunashirts.com. This edition features the remainder of the chat that we didn't have room for in our previous edition, recorded during the middle of the international break, a few days before the home game against Manchester City, which already seems like a lifetime ago. Our panel features the return of Don Sebastiano, David Udo and Kevin Witcher. Without further ado, let's get on with the panel's thoughts. Danny Fisman had sold one third of his shares to Stan Kroenke, making uh, the American director with the most shares. Um, Kevin, the, the impact on this? Well, the impact immediately on me was to recall a video from many years ago by Frankie Goes to Hollywood called Two Tribes, because it's mm. the Russians against the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> it's Alisha Rizmanov in one corner and Stan Kroenke in the other, and it's a battle for the soul of Arsenal. Plus, doesn't um, Usmanov hold more shares? Correct. But he's not on the board. Right. He's not but a director. my name is Now, what say to you, Kronke? You come to me, I do not like it. Uh, not just nice. hold on here, boy. <laughs> I'm not having that. You get out of this club and take your money with you. You take your stinky dollar bill and you stick up your ass. We have vodka. We like vodka for Arsenal. You got to give that vodka to my players. You take your imperialist American swine attitude away out of my Soviet Republic of Arsenal, you scum. Usmanov, F off. Yeah, we have Andrei Ashevan on pitch. You have no American on pitch. There's always John Hawks in the pipeline, son. He's not good. American not know how kick ball. Go away now. <laughs> Vile scum American. Poo. Yes, the, the uh, Arsenal, uh, <laughs> it's interesting that uh, Red and White Holdings, <laughs> Red and White Holdings now have four seats in the director's box. So that could be a typical exchange at half-time at some point in the near Just future. Is that true? Red and White have got four Red seats in the director's box? Red and White now got four seats in the director's That's box. That's David Dean, Red and White, isn't it? Well, it was, but... No, David Dean's got, he's, he's got, an executive, he's got the executive box in Diamond Club right next to the director's he's, box. He's, got, he's gone yellow and blue now. Is he the, still whole, <laughs> the whole reason that Red and White have four seats in the director's box is because they shunted Dean. They've got rid of him because they realised they were up against the brick wall. Um... So now there is some glasnost going on. Glas. And, and uh, Ivan Gazidis has twice met um, with Red and White, including Ushmanov on one occasion. So I suspect we will see Ushmanov at the stadium in the event that Arsenal do beat Villarreal and Ushmanov's team <laughs> are Arsenal's opposition in the semi-final. Mm. Um, Unless we forget our chief shareholders are Manchester United fan. So... Um, is he? Yeah. Interesting times. Yeah, but, um, very openly. Mm. Yeah. Well, get him out. Well, we well, can't. It's, it's a business they've been trying. Isn't See, it? this is where it's all gone wrong. This is where it's gone wrong. There's no, you know, you've got people owning parts of a club who don't like the club. They but like Stan, the other lot better. Is Stan Kroenke an Arsenal fan? No, he's a <laughs> as well. Sorry, I mean, cut that out. He's a. 
It's a lesser of two. The thing is, with, with Stan Kroenke, it's a bit like when you go out, you wouldn't go out with a girl who supported Tottenham because she'd get on your tits. You would, because you could bend around and go, take that, you Tottenham oh. scum. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how long you were going no, out with her. You'd just go out You wouldn't go out with her, would you? No, I did actually right? go out with a Tottenham supporter once, right. a female. And we had a, a lunchtime. Those were the days of lunchtime drinking. And we went back to, we met in the flask and we went back to my place. It was quite, we hated each other's guts, but it was great sex. Mm. Just thought I'd share that with everyone. Right, including your um, your new girlfriend. It was 30 years ago. One of our more loyal listeners. That was, that was, it was, I think it was, I was 19, I think. I think she'll let me off that one. Right, okay. And then again, maybe she won't. Bear in mind, you told her you're 26. Probably not. Means <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. I'm just 19 and a half. Yeah. The point I was going to make with that was that you know you, you wouldn't go out with a girl who who was a Tottenham supporter, but if a girl doesn't like football, it doesn't bother you. That's fair enough. So Cronky's okay. Cronky's okay. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. Arsenal fans have gone out with Tottenham supporters before. Right. Are we, are we ever so slightly missing the point here? Yes, I think <laughs> if we were uh, in a chat room, the words off-topic might uh, <laughs> slightly uh, rear their ugly head. Um, the, the, what's, what's happened um, between Fisman and Kroenke, uh, nobody can really understand at this point in time. The one thing that has actually come to light today is that no money has yet changed hands. Uh, it's, a, it's a technical thing, um, but basically uh, Kroenke is able to buy the shares outright. And at the moment, all he has is the voting rights that go with them. But um, it's just a, a, a paper transfer at the moment. It's an assignment rather than a purchase. And the like selling, value of £8,500 has been given to each of the shares. A bit like selling a player to sell a Vigo, is it? So it's not been done at this point, anyway, for financial reasons by Fisman. But... Uh, I think it's partially to consolidate the the power of the board, especially now they don't actually have a majority of the shares since Lady Nina's uh, effectively being booted off. Uh, so by get, making Cronky a more significant uh, presence in the uh, amongst the, the, the board, it's it's maybe sending a message that um, you know we are here and we're not we're not going to go easy. That's the only thing I can conclude because other than that, it doesn't make a lot of sense at this point in time. Why not just sell the shares outright or not sell them at all? No, it, just, it seems to be a little bit of posturing, really. Yes, I mm. think that's probably what it is. Any significance to the time when it's actually happened? Uh, only that Usmanov has gone over the quarter of the shares that he needs to... Uh, he has his blocking stake now. Yeah, to stop yeah. any significant changes at the club in terms of the way it's run as a business, as a company. Uh, which would require an extraordinary general meeting. Um, but it's, it's, to be honest, the one thing about the Arsenal board, you know, people have this concept of it being stable. The only person who's been around uh, on the thing since before the millennium, uh, change of, you know, 2000, is, is Peter Hillwood and Danny Fisman. Everyone else has pretty much gone by the wayside. Uh, Richard Carr is still on the football board, but I think that's more of a figurehead kind of thing. The real board is Arsenal Holdings now, which oversees both the club and the uh, property Lady side. Lady What's-Her-Name still in it? She's been booted off, and she, <laughs> she only came after 2000 anyway. The, the actual Arsenal board has is, is actually changed quite a lot over the last 15 years. 
a hell of a lot more so than it had in the previous 30 or 40. So um, the times are a-changing and uh, they will continue to do so. Um, I think the main thing Arsenal fans need to worry about is that no one is going to buy the club with the express aim of extracting profits. And that is the big fear about Ufmanov, that he did in the early days talk about dividends being paid to shareholders, which would come out of the club's profits. Well, at the moment, all the club's profits are being swallowed up by the football side. Um, at least they're not going out of the club, even if they are being wasted on certain players' wages. Um, but uh, I just think it's wait and see at the moment. Mm. Thanks, Kev. No problem. And now for a word from our sponsor. Well, we've actually, and we've actually got some good news for you, Bastard. Oh, yeah. yeah have, uh, Kevin, do you want to enlighten us? Because it was you that told me this. Basically, um, the, there are plans to construct a wall on the, um, on the podium level outside the stadium. This wall is going to have an image on it, a bit like um, halfway between a massive school photo and a football team squad photo. It's going to have every player that's ever played for Arsenal since the move to Highbury photographed, and, and it'll have a little figure, and it'll run right away across this wall. So, and the wall's it's a giant squad. The, the biggest Arsenal squad ever. Exactly. And it will go from when? To, from from 2013 to 2006. And it will go to. Uh, where, whereabouts at the stadiums? I are think it will be. Um, it's above, above the box office, isn't it? Yes, uh, the, on the armoury yeah. side. Yeah. Right, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's uh, the, the, you know, the concept of Arsenalising the stadium a bit more is, is, is now actually coming together yeah. after mm. three long years whereby all we had was... still outside though isn't it mind you they, they're lifting the flag ban aren't they that's yes. the other point it's another yeah. development uh, so Keith Edelman has gone and things are maybe coming back to some kind of uh, sensibility on that level um, I mean that was always a sledgehammer to crack a nut so I think common sense has finally prevailed and, and the concept that you can't bring a, a, an English flag into a stadium where an English team is playing is obviously farcical, and um, I'm glad to see the back of it. Yeah. But we can bring in the German flag with, where is Jens? Yes, we can, if you, if you want. <laughs> and but also the Star of David. Yes. Nat! You could. You could. No, Star of David. Oh, it is know. a national yep. flag. Jews yep. for Arsenal. Already. Although it's that you weren't allowed to bring your Brazilian or Italian flags to the Greece event, <laughs> yeah. I was allowed to bring my Stars and Stripes to the Bruce Springsteen concert. Stars and Stripes? You didn't even let me finish my sentence, Basti. I meant to, said to my Bruce Springsteen concert. You're going to a Bruce Springsteen concert. Well, yeah. I didn't. I was Dodgy speaking ground, figuratively. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. So we could put, what we should do is just bring every flag there is. Yeah. Flag well, it up. I mean, uh, it's no bigger than one metre deep. Oh, I think <laughs> there should be a common theme that it's all yeah, to do with Arsenal. Yeah, 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 yeah these, these national flags are that. Oh, the flag, one metre. The flag's ba flag band has been lifted, but it can only be one metre deep. One metre big. Is that the health mm. and safety requirement? Does any other club? Uh, it's to no. uh, not no. block other people's views. Right. So that giant flag they have going across Anfield, just yeah. as your players come out having to win 2-0 and thinking, dear shitting Christ, how is this going to happen? We don't want that at Arsenal. No, 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 that, that would just give it up. No, but I think with all those, with all, talk about all the then, levels and stuff, you could have flags yeah. hanging off, right? So you know, uh, so, you know, to give it a bit of atmosphere. Yeah, you know, like I mean, a sporting event, sort of right. thing. <laughs> absolutely right. You know, because 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, remember, remember the days of like going to Copenhagen away and stuff, and all those flags and all those banners yeah. and everything. They still take them. Arsenal yeah. away still display their flags. But we can't do it at home. Can't no. do it at home. Well, how ridiculous is that? It is completely Very ridiculous. ridiculous. It is. And another thing that's ridiculous is that Wonder of You song at the beginning. It should be good old Arsenal or an Arsenal song. I, I, well, I brought this up off camera, right? But we've, I've noticed on Match of the Day the other day, Chelsea, who I despise more than anything on earth, but to be fair to them, they do have Blue is the Colour, which is a very good football song. And it does actually give a bit of like, oh, you're at Stamford Bridge, you're, you've got a bit of tradition, you've got a song. It's about Chelsea, it's about the colour they wear, it's about the, you know. Um, and we don't have that. We've got Elvis singing, the wonder of you. It's like, oh, it just makes me think, what has that got to do with Arsenal Football Club? Well, playing devil's advocate here, I think I'm correct in saying the wonder of you was chosen after consultation with the fans council or whatever it's called, where you have a couple of silver members, a couple of red members, a couple of disabled members, a couple of gold members and such. And I think our own Mark Halfpenny, or Mark Havenny, whatever his name is pronounced, may have been on that particular parliament when that song was chosen. I, please correct me if I'm wrong and you're listening, Mark, but um, well, I, 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 I understand I the fans were consulted. I, I'm not sure that is actually the case. Okay. Um, what I remember happening was that basically there was some debate about um, the club having some music to run out to, which might work for a change, because they tried many things, including good old Arsenal, and nothing really seemed to capture people actually singing along with the damn thing. Um, so with a view to getting the kind of effects that Liverpool managed to achieve and you could argue West Ham managed to achieve with bubbles um, the club came up with uh, they had a, they had a look, good look at suggestions that were actually made on the, um, the online Guna forum where there was a thread about this mm. and amongst the we, I mean I remember we actually had a vote amongst I mean I picked out about 10 or 12 songs and um, and we had a vote on it, and the winner was um, the impossible dream of the, the Honda adverts, which is not really my cup of Andy Williams. <laughs> but anyway, um, what the club did was, was apparently look at the thread, and there was another song on there which wasn't in the final ten, which was The Wonder of You. And uh, they, they thought, in their wisdom, to give that a try. And then they had a meeting about atmosphere with Red Action, in which they informed them they would be doing this and Red Action, more or less, I mean, there wasn't a choice about it. Red Action said, OK, let's see what happens. Well, I mean, why don't we think about the last times we used to win things, right? Mm. Pre-2004. Uh, pre um, what, 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 what were the songs, when we were winning things, that the club ran out to? There was good old Arsenal, there was simply the best for a bit, wasn't there? I like the Simply the Best. I thought that kind of had something to it. It had a bit of atmosphere. It was like, here it comes. It was rousing, wasn't it? It's a football cliche. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's a football cliche. And um, it's been played a lot at different clubs as well, uh, as well as boxing. Uh, fights, but, but uh, cliches are cliches for a reason. Yes, I take. They're cliches because everybody does them. Why do they do them? Because they're really popular. Mm. So what was? I don't understand what's wrong with good old Arsenal. No, well, apparently, I mean, it just didn't rouse the crowd. 
That was the view of the club. <laughs> what has? Well, that, that is the view of the club. Let's find something that does. I mean, I, I can see the argument that if the Wonder of You is played for the next 20 years, it will become so ingrained that it does actually begin to... Oh, I hate it. You know, uh, motivate the crowd. No, I even don't see sing. It. Apparently, there's. I mean, I'm I'm always in the ground late. Okay, mm. I get in when he's calling the names of the players out. All right, but apparently people are waving scarves during Wonder of I know, I know. It's uh, terrible, it, wasn't it? Well, is that true? It, it, singing it. it, it I, I get in the ground at quarter past two because I like to see the goalkeepers warm up because I'm that twat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it shows Arsenal as a mess as a group of fans, really. The, the effect and the reason why you have these four pound red and white scarves, which in fence are quite nice, um, is to get people buying these. That yeah. When the one of you comes on, everyone does that. <laughs> but they don't because a lot of people don't know what's going on because the people who go and watch Arsenal aren't necessarily Arsenal fans. They're football tourists who have chosen Ashburton Grove as their location for their football tourist mm. experience in London, and Chelsea was sold out or they're well, playing the away. Um, and they don't un- really understand what's going on, and it's it's a little bit. It looks a bit half-arsed and embarrassing. It is, fans. yeah. No, I mean, I went up to Anfield recently, and they did, oh, did well, that. We've had this. No, I know. But three they do. Ago, <laughs> no, but they, I know, but they do that. Move on, fella. Move no, but on. the thing is, I mean, however much I despise all other football teams, there are one or two, and the ones that I like probably least, you know. Chelsea and Liverpool, but they do have their own songs that oh, they've no, sung no, no. for years. No, you're right. Traditional, you're right. yeah. you um, know, and we we don't have that. We've lost all our sense of tradition and all sense of what the clubs are. So, about. are you saying good on Arsenal is that song? It's the it's as good as we've got. I agree. Okay. And, no, and I they agree should play as well. I think good on Arsenal. We're so proud to say that name. Yeah, it's got really, pride. Yeah, it's yeah, got. Yeah, why yeah. we sing this song? We'll win the game. Come on. No one says that about Rule Britannia, do they? They say it about God Save the Queen. They don't say it about Rule Britannia. Well, I think, I personally think they've got this kind of, oh, it's <coughs> got the music to Rule Britannia on it. Oh, we can't have that. That's a bit politically incorrect. But don't the England fans, they all sing Rule Britannia, don't yeah, they? they? They do, they but they, they feel it's it's probably right wing or something. They but sing it the last frankly, night, the problems. I think, I frankly, it is when it's Rule Britannia, it is right wing. But a uh, rule, Britannia, Britannia rules the waves like Deutschland über alles. I mean, it is. They've changed the lyrics, by the way, to Deutschland über alles. It doesn't say that anymore. They say something else. Have done since the Second World War. But um, because to say you rule, you rule everything, and you're better than everyone else is a supreme, supremist. Um, Does Uber mean all? Means over. Rule. Uber means over. So it means Germany over everything. Right. But they changed those lyrics after the Second World War for obvious reasons. Yeah, but all we're saying is good old Arsenal. Exactly. The <laughs> point being, we don't sing any of that. So, the, But this is typical of the club, you see. This is what they did when they said no racist chanting or swearing, as though saying, calling the referee or whatever is the same as being racist, which is complete rubbish, isn't it? It's lumping two totally separate things into one thing. And I reckon in their kind of subconscious or whatever it is, they think, oh, rule Britannia, it's got, it evokes that kind of, you know, we've got a lot of foreigners coming, we don't want them to, to give that impression, so we won't have that tune because, you know, uh, it, it, it evokes the rule Britannia song, which, yeah. and the reality is it's good old Arsenal, it's not rule Britannia, and they should stick with it uh, and not be so politically correct. Uh, that, I know that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just guessing at this, but um, I sort of instinctively feel that that's what they're doing. Well, just to play devil's advocate here, okay? You're a player in the tunnel, all right? And you're hearing the music from the PA. Mm. And is that going to stir the soul? Yeah, if you've got well, the whole ground, if you've yeah. got, if you've got, if, got first, singing, if you've got everyone singing yeah, but it, no, it's not going to happen. Why? 
It's it's not that sort of tune. It's too jaunty. Good old Arsenal. Well, it depends. How, they, they, they've got to give it a makeover, haven't they? What about Blue is the Colour? Blue is exactly. the Colour. Well, yeah. I would argue that's the same. Yeah, I know. That's it's an old 70s tune. That's I, right. I don't think that works. Really. They could tart good old Arsenal up, so it's kind of a doom, 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 you know, kind of. There was a very good version that they did of it once, well, it um, which thing. was on that an official album they brought out. I can't remember who did it. There was one that they did at Highbury, which was much too fast. Yeah. That it, that, that, that's where they went wrong. They they put one on that was too fast. No one could sing along with it. Was it a, keep you talk about the one that's on a bright red disc that was brought out around about the time of the seventy-one FA Cup final. No, well, that was the original. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's the original one. Then they did another one at Highbury where they tried it out. It was good old Russell. We're proud to say that name. What? No one could sing along with it. It was ridiculous. It was too fast. The French, um, the probably. Yeah, yeah it was. But then the, there was another the, version. The Marseillaise. Yeah, but then they did another version when we moved to the stadium, which went on. It was called uh, "We Are the Arsenal" or something. No, what it was called. It was. It was an official album when we moved into the uh, Ashburton Grove, and that album. Um, had a song, a version of Good Old Arsenal on it that was bang on, and they never played it. Right. So because it starts with the Arsenal, the Arsenal. Yeah. The thing is though that this other version they got because it was modern, it was right, but it was at a level, and they also the other one that was too fast, they had it too high that grown men couldn't sing along with it. You know, they just didn't really think of the obvious kind of stuff, you know, tempo and pitch. <laughs> Play the whole world with a rainbow. And now we're miraculously going from ITV over to BBC Two, and it's from the middle of the day to late at night, and it's Old Grey Whistle Test with Bob Harris whispering. Do, uh, where's the Old Grey Whistle Test go, Bob? <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Evening, viewers. Um, welcome again to Whistle Test. Um, that was Bastley Walker there with a vision of something else from Jethro Tull's latest long player, Aqualung. Coming up now, we've got the, um, the Guna Barbershop Quartet with a rendition of a song from the 1972-73 season featuring such living music as Alan Ball, Jeff Barnett and the crystal white hair of Ian Ewell. Ladies and gentlemen, Guna Barbershop Quartet with Arsenal on your side. One, two, three. Arsenal, we're on your side. Our love we cannot hide. Our hearts are open wide. Nobody else but you Arsenal, we're on your side Our love we cannot hide Our hearts are open wide To nobody else but nobody else but you Well, the debate was, is going to go on and on and on, isn't it? Of course. And, um... Just, we want our Arsenal back. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal. I, don't, I don't like the, the Bayern Munich number one. Oh, we've had you this know. before. I know, we've had this before. We've had this before. Yeah, I have actually. <laughs> <laughs> no,
Don't <laughs> next week or next month, don't turn up. We'll just record bits of your last conversation. <laughs> okay, fine. Just Deal. cut them in. Deal. Uh, a valued <laughs> contributor, Basti. The point is, we get so much from you, some of it's bound to be a bit of repetition. Yeah. Exactly. We can't have everything. So I approve. <laughs> Thank you. Right. I'm going, just going back to that, uh, the, um, the, the, the arsonisation, the, uh, or the, it's not arsonisation again. The proposed mural. Oh, you just said that ten minutes ago. Yeah, you're right. I did. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> right. Yeah, the mural, if you like. You know, you know, with Banksy, if there's a bank Banksy now on a wall, they yeah. put like a perspex sheet on it. Oh, do they? Yeah, so that it, people don't graffiti over it. But do you think someone's going to do that with Ashley Cole? Well, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Very you say that, but let's face it: those giant Arsenal letters. Yeah. They've never been attacked. No, right? I'm, I'm surprised. Well, yeah. there must be some heavy-duty CCTV cameras, and I reckon... I've yeah, looked around, I don't think there is. Oh, there must be. I think there can there'll be only a bit of be. spit on the Ashley Cole bit, won't there? Mm. Well, maybe so he'll be high up. Because this, be, this, this thing could be 15 feet high. It's going to have to be quite big. So I suspect Ashley might be towards the back. Um, <laughs> out of reach. Mm. Unless you've got a ladder. Um, Easily done. I'm sure someone can find one. <laughs> yeah. Gonosaurus will get up there. <laughs> <laughs> get up there, Gonosaurus. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the O2 angels shooting us. They're going to do this thing over the summer, I presume. Right? Yeah, I, I think uh, that's most likely. Yeah. Mm. So. And lastly, David, do you really get in at quarter past two? Hey? Do you really get in the ground at quarter past two? Yeah, big time. To watch the goalkeepers? Yeah, absolutely. You see the goalkeepers warm up, absolutely. Why is this? Uh, I'm a goalkeeper myself, and I used to love oh. watching David Seaman warm up. Um, and that, Hello. It's, yeah, I know. Oh, he's a very handsome man. <laughs> yeah, he's um, a moustache, probably. A ponytail, actually. Yeah, yeah. In fairness, he hasn't got eyes. He hasn't got either now. I know he's different. He's actually basty. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, it, it's the same reason why I, I eat in the Titanic Cafe on on Holloway Road, uh, exactly two hours before kickoff every game. Mm. Went there once. Uh, we beat Coventry 1-0 in extra time in the League Cup on a Wednesday night. Bergkamp scored the winning goal. Nothing to do with how well they played. It's because of the hash browns I had at Abbey's no, no. Cup, seriously. Um, nothing wrong with rituals. Always get in the ground at quarter past two. Always. I used to, I mean, when it was Highbury, I remember we used to turn up, because to get a good place, you'd want to get there. We used to turn up at one o'clock, one Yeah, 30. my dad used to turn up in, in the clock. Yeah, when I was a kid, I'd get, get there. I remember being the first, nearly the first one in there. and I've done it, I was the first one in there. As, sad, but as, a as a goalkeeping aficionado, um, how do you how do you rate Almunia? Uh, I I don't rate him. Uh, is the long and short of it. Uh, he doesn't win games for Arsenal. Um, he doesn't not dominate his penalty area. Um, he never he never makes a save that you don't think any other goalkeeper could make. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget when we beat Manu one 0 at Old Trafford about two years ago when uh, Fabregas put the ball through for Adebayor. Yeah. Jens had pretty much nothing to do that entire game and in the very last minute he made a full stretch save from Solskjaer and you can clearly see Solskjaer turn around to the camera and say how the fucking hell did he save that Almunia could never make a save like that Jens Lehmann for me in the 2005-2006 season was the best goalkeeper in the world Almunia's not yeah, the, uh, not the I, best I Spanish goalkeeper in England I, mm. I think I, I beg to differ I think he's so I'm not going to argue well. with David but I am going to argue <laughs> well, no, I, I don't I, care I, if his name's David Bob Wilson <laughs> but uh, he's, he's uh, I, I frankly think that he's alright I think he's a good goalkeeper I think he's, he, a couple of matches ago he was being very he was, he was as big as a house I thought he was 
I think he's as strong as an ox. Or what did they say? What was they say in this country? I, I think, think I think he's adequate, and I think he's a different goalkeeper to the the one that conceded four at home to old tra- uh, to Manchester United no, in no. two thousand four. He, he's a he's a vastly improved goalkeeper. Um, but I can I, I can reel six goalkeepers off the top of my yeah, head. He's not going to he's not going to get from the Premier League. In a Champions League final, he's not going to get get one of our players. No, he's going to be at fault. He's going to be at fault for both goals though. He's no. not. Hang on. Yes. Hang on. He's, he's not going to. He's not going to. When we're playing Tottenham last match of the season to win the league and we're winning two one, he's not going to get into some stupid little fight and Luke give a penalty away. I'm not going to tell you that the Ed Lehman is not the best goalkeeper I've seen in my 20 years of watching Arsenal. No, the Ed Lehman. He knew how to pick a fight, didn't he? Get into trouble and be a bit. Ridiculous, didn't it? I like Almunia a lot. I'd, I'd, I'd take I'd take Damon over Almunia in a heartbeat, and, and oh, as right. mentioned, I'd take one of six or seven other goalkeepers in the Premier League over Almunia. I'll have you know, I was the B team goalkeeper at Hampstead Comprehensive School <laughs> for three years. Is that because? They the put you outfield. Yes. A, they wouldn't put me outfield, and B, they wouldn't even have me in the A team. No, it was just I was like the B team goalkeeper. The funny thing is, there was another Basti, Basti Allen, who happens to be a Chelsea fan, but anyway, and he was the A team goalkeeper, so both goalkeepers were called Sebastian. The saddest thing is, is the C team goalkeeper was Manuel Almunia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't think it's the position in the team that needs addressing. Uh, most quickly, but but when Vinger keeps coming out and, and tells the world we've got three world class goalkeepers, I wish he'd fucking play one of them. <laughs> yeah, what's is Poom still with us? No, no, no he's, he's a Poom. I remember Poom was quite good at one point when he played he for someone else. He was in Derby. He was in Derby. 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 season at Derby. He had a lot of practice there, yeah. though, of course, didn't he? I think that's, that's another thing, though, isn't it? Jeff Barnett. You mentioned Jeff Barnett, Jeff Barnett earlier. Now, he was pants, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, from what I've seen of Jeff Barnett. Oh, dear. Well, he lost us, didn't he lose us the. The FA Cup final oh, against the oh, Good edder. Great edder from Sniffer Clark, in fairness. But, but uh, Peter Benetti did lose England in big match, didn't he? George Wood made, made Reese Wilmot look like Levy, Levy Ashton. No, Reese Wilmot! I thought, I thought George Wood was the worst. Up to uh, when Almunia came, I thought Almunia was definitely the worst goalkeeper. Uh, but my, I've changed my mind. Reese Wilmot, I always think of uh, Paul Lydeson. They sort of like players who don't look like players. Colin Pates was the one for me. Colin, Colin Pates, Pates is not a footballer's name. Colin Pates is a decorator. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a brickie. He's, he doesn't score Colin in the Champions Pates. League against Benfica. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I don't think Armenia is any good. But I think Lukas Fabianski will turn out to be an excellent goalkeeper. Really? Yeah. Is he not too small? I don't know. He's only he's six one. Okay. He should be he six four, admittedly. He does look small. But Armenia is taller than you give him credit for. Um, but Fabianski, I think, I think he dominates his penalty area. I think he's a good shot stopper. He's got a, he's got a few clean sheets behind him, Armenia, hasn't he? Hasn't yeah, considering who he's got in front. We haven't lost a match in how many games? We, well, we lost one four games ago. Yeah, we lost. Who so was that? Roma. Roma. Oh, yeah, but we, you know, we still ended up. You know. That's awesome. Thing the logic, that, isn't it? Or <laughs> well, I mean, in the, league, in, the league, in the league, <laughs> in the league, in the league, in the league. What's the last match we lost? Eighteen. Villa, Villa, eighteen Villa, games. Villa. We've gone undefeated in the league, and you're yep. having a go at the goalkeeper. Oh, I, I said it. I said there are more positions in the team that need improving above our goalkeeper, but. Um, again, if you put Amunia on the transfer market tomorrow, come in for him. Barcelona has said they need a new goalkeeper. They will not come in for Manuel Amunia. I think I think people pay good money for Amunia. I, I really don't. I mean, there's people saying that he should play for England. Well, I don't want to sell him anymore. That does show how desperate the situation is for England at international level. You can yeah, say that about. That is, you yeah. can say that, but you know, I think it's John. It's John. John, John I Mark. just have a feeling. No, it's not. It's the girlfriend. Oh, mm-hmm. God, how ironic. Hello, darling. 
I'm just in the middle of a podcast. Can I call you back? <laughs> a podcast. An <laughs> Arsenal podcast. Love that. It started off with hello, darling. We're live on air. Oh, we're the boys, love! <laughs> I'll call you in five minutes. Hang on. <laughs> this is the Bye. podcast that she listens to, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I, to go, I love you, I love you. <laughs> Next on Blind Date. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if she could have just... Held out for a few minutes longer because I'm about to say once again thanks for joining us, Kevin. My pleasure. Basti, Don Sebastiano, Mustafa Goldstein, and the rest. And the rest. I do not like a bird with big hands. <laughs> <laughs> David. Pleasure as always. I'll see you at quarter past two on Saturday, viewers. <laughs> A reminder that if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, the address to use is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Now it's plug time. Issue 195 of the Guna is still on sale, but the final issue of the season will be released for the second leg of the Champions League tie against Manchester United. Guna issues past and present can be purchased online through the Guna shop section of onlineguna.com. You can also buy or renew a subscription through the website too. Thanks once again to our sponsors, gunashirts.com, We'll be back with another edition before you know it. This is your host, Lord Ashburton. Thanks for listening.